0: major major news that could affect the whole transfer portal for Ole Miss what is it we'll tell you in just a second
1: you are locked on Ole Miss your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day
0: All right, welcome to Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host Stephen Willis. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're in a race to three thousand. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. We're in a race to three thousand at the moment because we're moving. This is moving so quickly, and honestly, I just want to win. So sign up. Subscribe to the um, YouTube page, hit the bell for notifications, and also participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it. Anyway, DeAndre Prince looks like he's coming back for the 2023 season. The first place I saw this was the Ole Miss Spirit site. If it's not true, I apologize. I'm not trying to play favorites or anything. That's just the first place I saw it. So somebody else might have been first, but I just wasn't looking there. But... The important thing is not the fact that he's staying, because that news has already happened. That's already old news. Now you can look at it to how it affects what we're building moving forward. So look at it like this. We were going into the transfer portal thinking that we were going to have to try and find somebody that can replace um, DeAndre Prince and go alongside Davis and Ignosin. Now we're in the transfer portal looking for somebody that can surpass Miles Battle. Now, Miles Battle's a good player, but he wasn't DeAndre Prince. As the season went on, the clear alpha in that room became DeAndre Prince. And does he have some weaknesses? Does he have some shortfalls? Yes, all corners do. But this has the potential to help the defense out greatly and help Davis nygmunt out on the other side. Now, with you returning both starters at cornerback, then you're just adding depth pieces. You want to try and improve the talent, by improving the backups. That's where the improvement will come from at the cornerback position. And I think Ole Miss can find that guy in the transfer portal. It's not going to be exceptionally hard to do that. DeAndre Prince is a major, major move, him sticking around and not going into the pros. Now, when you looked at this, you were like, okay. Now, last year, everybody left. I'm like, Almost had to replace like 50 people or something um, off of last year's team, and over half the staff. And if you were going into the season like I was, thinking that, okay, is this going to be an every year occurrence? And if it is, how are we will we handle it? That's how we were going into it. If the same thing was going to happen, we were going to be prepared for it. Now, if it's a little bit different. I think the way you build your roster might change a little bit. If you can have DeAndre Prince over at corner and establishing actually a pretty good secondary, especially against the pass, then all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, we can really work on getting bigger at the defensive end position. We can really work on getting bigger at the box safety position to where we can play our normal 3-2-6 that we played for most of the year to a decent amount of a success to, whenever we need to, get a little bit bigger, a little bit nastier. And I think that is the path forward um, when it comes to... um, the way they're going to build this defense. Now, offensively, nothing really has changed to this point. Something could change. We talked about that yesterday. But right now, we're kind of in a holding pattern, and we'll see how this breaks out over the next couple of weeks because we've got, at this point, 40-ish days. We're going to live stream new commitments um, if we can, and we're going to have a deadline day live stream. We're going to do that regardless of anything to do with subscribers um, we're going to do that because that's something we'd already planned on ahead of time. So expect short live streams for all the transfer portal commitments and all the signees on early signing day and a deadline day wrap-up signing, uh, live stream. So that is the plan for there. Now, we're going to talk in the second segment about the way we can get a pregame live stream to match our postcast live stream for the Texas Bowl. We'll talk about that in the second segment. But if you look defensively at what's going on, the way it's set up, you can see a vision in their mind. And this was a major component of that defense coming back. Make no mistake, the defense was going to struggle more without DeAndre Prince coming back in 2023 than with him. David Zygmuntosan could be a great player. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying that if you can string two great players over there, and all of a sudden lock down the outside, it's going to look a little bit differently. If you're going to, you can change your concentration. You can look and spend the money on that replacement for Troy Brown, which without him last year would have been just a crazy lost experience. You could go in and find yourself some beef to play the three technique. That typical um, outside defensive end that's 285, 290 pounds, that guy can be searched for. You can get a little bit bigger on the outside, find and pay for those athletes that can play those outside positions that have a little bit, bit beef to them. It's not 200 pounds out there, it's 220 pounds out there. And because of that, your whole defense should get a little bit better. That's the idea anyway. That's the theory behind it all. And that is one of the reasons that I'm excited about the return of DeAndre Prince. The kid from Charleston, Mississippi, a long road, um, back to Ole Miss, had his COVID year, had to go down to junior college, come back to Ole Miss, fight his way up the depth chart. He had the interception last year against um, Vanderbilt that he somehow got his foot into play. He picked off Louisville last year. He is the guy that has a chance to honestly make a Senquez Golson type jump next year. That's what really gets me excited about him because of the potential that he has. Now it's all going to be worthless if we can't get this leaky run defense taken care of because people are going to start doing that more and more and more. But Against teams that want to run the spread offense stuff, wants to pass? Yes, it absolutely works, and the corners will be in play. But if you want to line up like Arkansas has for the last two years and just run directly at you, count basically partial box numbers and run in that direction, it could be a long-type situation. But I'm assuming, much like after Matt Corral struggled in Fayetteville, he had the big game where he was lighting Arkansas off the next year. I think that this year, a lot of the time will be about preventing that from happening again. That's just my opinion on what's going on there. Is Try to avoid that from happening. Anyway, this episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You wanna be 100% certain that you have the be- access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So create a profile. Go in there like every other social media, you create the profile. If you wanna know exactly how that needs to look, there are templates online of how you can do that. But after you create it, add a hashtag hiring frame to your profile. Then spread. let your network spread the word that you're hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to hire faster and for free. That's LinkedIn jobs slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, thank you very much for watching the Locked On Holmes podcast. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast for your second listen today. Check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with Locked On, local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. So, we're going to have a shorter second segment. We've got Tim, Tim Thomas talking basketball for like 15 minutes, and I don't want to keep you around too long. But the Locked On Sooners people reached out to me because their subscriber base is right around where we are. And they're telling us they're going to pass us. They're going to get to 3,000 first, and they want to make it a friendly competition. Now, I don't know what the results of this said competition will be, but I do. I would like to win and get to 3,000 views before the Locked On Sooners people. We have a slight lead, like five or six subscriptions at the moment. But we're at like 255. We've got like 45 to go. So if we can get those in the next day or two, that would be fantastic to avoid the Locked On Sooners people from having that bragging rights that they're looking for. The big bad Sooners are going to take care of little old, old Miss. And... And that just really doesn't sit well for, with me. Now, it could have been really good. I mean, we were fairly close to having the Oklahoma Sooners in the Texas Bowl, but instead we got the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the future and I you know me, I am a bragger. You know, whether you like it or not, that's irrelevant. Um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. That's the way I've always been. I've always been super transparent. I don't want to be opaque, um, the whole thing. So our plan for December, our evolution as the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, which you've seen if you followed us over the last 12 months, we went from basically just a show last January that was just trying to figure this out to essentially being everywhere during football season. Social media, YouTube, the whole nine yards. There was always something with the locked-on brand around Ole Miss going out. Now, the changeover that we're going to do, the evolution, will be live streams. We're going to start doing short micro live streams um, based off of commitments, based off big news, based off um, post-game shows like, The 28th, we're probably not going to have a postcast for the basketball game against Tennessee because of the bowl games, but we'll probably be able to talk about it on the live stream for the pregame show that it looks like it's going to happen. We're going to have a deadline day live stream, uh, like the 18th of January. We're going to do a live stream on signing day. We are going to start doing more and more live streams to supplement our extra videos, Our interviews always get put in extra interviews and get replayed and the other stuff like Twitter spaces that we're doing, we're trying to put it in one place and provide it an experience that's a little bit different. We've said from the beginning that we wanted to do things a little bit different and honestly, this is our chance. So I do appreciate it. I hope you do subscribe to the YouTube channel and get us up to 3,000. We do the precast. The whole nine yards, um, and it should be really cool um, to do. But anyway, thank you very much for the last year. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep doing. Whenever we hit 3,000, we are going to celebrate this and make it the big deal that it deserves. So thank you for watching. Thank you for basically consuming all of this content. It's been absolutely fantastic to see. And honestly, I'm just humbled at all that you guys do. So... Thank you very much. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends of every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all covered at BetOnline.net. If you look down below, you can see that Ole Miss is currently a four-point favorite over the Texas Tech Red Raiders and the over-under is sitting at 70 points. That might be a little high. I do not know exactly how that is going to look. We'll see what happens. The game is going to be at 8 o'clock Central on December 28th. That's my anniversary. Um, That's the opening of SEC play and basketball, I believe. It's going to be a busy sports day for Ole Miss fans, and we are going to hopefully live stream multiple times to fill in that need for you as well. So, We'll see what happens. It's on ESPN. It's December 28th. Um, it's betonline.net where the game starts. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On on Miss podcast your first. and Listen to every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And, of course, this is our countdown to 3,000 subscribers. So, please, subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. Get us up to 3,000 before the Texas Bowl, and we will have a pregame live stream. That will be our gift to you a pregame live stream. Now, I'm here with Tim Thomas. We're talking basketball with Tim, and that that was a rough start to that Memphis game, Tim.
1: Yeah, we was talking prior to the show. It, it's tough playing away from home. I looked up those guys. Uh, the guards for Memphis, uh, the Davis kid was 23. He'd already been to uh, TCU and SMU. The other guy, Lomax, he was 22. The guy inside, DeAndre Williams, it caused so much havoc inside. He's 26 years old. Playing against guys, 18. So that's a significant difference. He was the difference in the game, DeAndre Williams. He made things happen inside. And let's just be honest. Ole Miss was soft. They were very soft. Several guys, as we found out, were not tough enough. uh, Just didn't get it done. I think Kermit found some people in the second half that were tough enough that did want to try hard, did want to go after loose balls and rebounds and putbacks but it, it, we were already 20 points behind before we found those folks.
0: Yeah, I think almost cut it to 7 or 8, but it was just a there was a ceiling there. And they just every time they had the ball down 8 with a chance to really cut it down and make it to where it could be a threat, there would be a turnover or a miss shot, a poor thing and decision making kind of didn't look right now this is a team I-, I talked about this after the game this was their first true road appearance and they went there and it looked like their first true road appearance they just weren't prepared for how that was going to start and after the first 10 minutes of the game almost played them at least even I-, I mean if you look at that that game it was at least even after that but the game was lost in the first 10 minutes. Honestly, Tim, you will probably relate to this more than anybody. It reminds me of when Ole Miss basketball would go play a game in Rupp Arena back in the 80s to where it would just get out of hand almost instantly. And you're like, well, what can you do? It was, it was over before it started. Yeah, it's similar. Uh, Rupp uh, held 23
1: 24,000 and the crowd was always loud, and it, it is tough. And to be honest, uh, when you get the momentum going there at the, at the front, uh, the crowd is loud, and, and our guys, you know, 18-year-old guys, first time at a place like this, Abram, uh, Caldwell, you could tell both guys were scared, they were intimidated. Uh, you got 23, 22-year-old guys they playing against. And to be honest, the referees kind of get into momentum also. They were letting them hack and push and – do all kind of things underneath, that I saw I see those things because I used to do those things. But they let them get away with it. uh, With the crowd going, didn't want to blow a whistle, and that just kind of amped everything up. The crowd was with it, the the players, the coach, everybody. And Kermit tried. He called three timeouts in the first, what, 10, 15 minutes. About used all his timeouts up, but he had to. He tried to stop the momentum. He tried to stop the momentum. And finally he got a group in there that could score enough and make a few defensive plays along the way to kind of stop the bleeding, but could never get enough offense in there uh, to make a difference, to catch up enough to win.
0: You know, I was thinking about this watching this game. When, When Ole Miss is not making shots like they weren't early in the game and they can't get back and get their defense set up, they're an okay defensive team, but it's not the same thing. When Ole Miss is making shots, And you have time to go get set up and wait for what you're going to do and change defenses and all the stuff that Kermit wants to do. Ole Miss is a really good defensive team. But whenever they're coming down on the break and you're missing shots and things like that, I think Ole Miss struggles, even beyond not making shots. And I understand what it sounds like when I talk about just not making shots and that being bad. but. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. I, I think it affects their defense when they're not making shots, is my point.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. It all goes together. It uh, mm-hmm. When momentum comes around, you know, Morrell started making a few, and I wish he'd made a few more for whatever reason. He's not getting open or they're, they're not able to hit him. They got to go to him more. Uh, I noticed that Robert Allen, don't have anything against Robert. I love Robert Allen, the way he hustles and rebounds and all, but he was one for nine. He don't need to be shooting the ball. Morrell needs to be shooting the ball. Abram, Caldwell, those guys, along with Deshaun Ruffin, who is, we, we talked about a little bit, he he's coming. It was slow. It, it, it probably did better than I thought he would. I remember back in my day, I know everybody wants to hear this, back in my day, I could miss one or two practices with a sprained ankle. The next time I came back, my timing was off. I, I couldn't shoot exactly. My, my rebounding was not the same. So, Ruffin, he's been gone months, several months. I know he's been back practice and all, but when you get in a crowd, especially that many, and your adrenaline's flowing, and, you know, he tried to shoot a few, you saw that it was not really good. He tried to go inside, and his timing, his quickness wasn't there. A couple of them got blocked. But he will be there. I think I have faith in him. I've seen him enough last year to see that he, he will come around and he will make a big difference in this team.
0: Now, um, it was great getting Ruffin back. I'm not not anything about that. But do you have concerns about Ruffin coming back and almost a change of the way they're playing? Because with Abram, the team looked a little bit different up front. Now, if it all works out, you basically have two different style of plays that you can go out and figure out which one works. But is it a concern that for some reason Abram and Morrell doesn't really go together? Maybe he's a roughin and Morrell type situation and Abram has his guys as well?
1: Yeah, there is too. there's something to there. That's something that hopefully, Stephen, I hope they worked that out this week. They had uh, they don't play till Saturday, so they had a whole week to work on this. I think really what they worked on more than that. Was uh, loose ball drills, uh, 50-50 ball <laughs> drills, and rebounding drills, and toughness, uh, fight, get some fight back in you. You know there, the guys inside. Of course, McKinnis was out. I heard he had a concussion, so he wasn't able to play. He's the toughest, biggest guy we got in there, so that made a big difference him not playing. And uh, be honest about break feel. He needs to work on his toughness. I'm not going to say straight out he's soft, but yeah, he's soft. He needs to get stronger. He needs to work on this, and it's a mind thing. I had to work on it. You know, when you're going against Sam Bowie and big guys, Kevin McHale, you to get tough or get run over. So me not being a terrific athlete, I had to really work on my toughness. I had to get get strong, or they would try to intimidate you. I've had guys that would come down the court and say this and say that. And, some people come down with their elbow out when they run by you and try to gouge you in the chest. So this, a lot of that goes on. We know it's not a contact sport, right? <laughs> but it, it definitely is. So it's, it's something that Brayfield, just being honest, I hope he, he's able to do that. I hope he can. He's great on offensive end. He does help rebounding some, but he needs to work. I'm not just saying to point him out. All the guys inside. Akuba um, Mbala, I saw one time inside, Kermit hollered, hollered at him and said, dunk the ball dumped the ball. He had the ball inside. He's a big old guy, easy to dunk. And he just kind of laid it in, got it blocked. And and Kramer. I saw it in his, his mouth, you know, really, dunk the ball, man. You're right there under the goal. But you got to be tough to do that because you realize other people's going to be coming at you when you're dunking it. So it's a toughness issue. Uh, it's resiliency, a fight, whatever you want to call it. But that game, it didn't happen. It started off bad, as you talk about the crowd, uh, the referees, the just the intensity of the game, and it, they weren't ready. was not ready we are too young. And the guys that really should come through, Morrell, breakfield guys like it, and the older guys, the poor guys, nobody really came through except Bakuba. He kind of came through, made a few shots, got a few rebounds, but all the other guys and McKinnis being out, it, it, it didn't work well.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a situation. I, I'm more convinced. Miles Burns is, um, jason smith uh, because if miles burns was a shooter at the hustle and effort play and the way that he plays defense even somewhat equitable to that he'd be an nba player uh because he he was up for the fight against memphis he was one of the few people that was just everywhere that's true he uh,
1: i saved all that to say you're right your guy miles burns tough Man, he's tough as nails, and he really gets after it. And, man, can he dump the ball? He came back on that one. It remembers, reminds me of the Dominic Wilkins. I remember my uh, sophomore year, he was a freshman. He came in the old Tad Pad, and he was around the free throw line, and someone shot the ball for Georgia. He was at the free throw line, and he jumped and slammed it back in, and the whole crowd just went quiet. I mean, we knew we saw someone that was going to be great. You could tell by just that athletic Feat that he did. And Miles Byrne is not a Dominic Wilkins, but he has some. He threw a hammer down uh, last week and he's got uh, probably eight or 10 uh, dunks this year that are really nice. And he, he hustles. He, he deserves it. He really gets after it. He, he's tough. He's gritty. And uh, he deserves everything he gets from coming, especially we talk about him coming from NIA. And a lot of he didn't get the credit a lot of all these others. He definitely deserves it.
0: Yeah, and um, before we move on and talk a little bit just about Valpo, um, this is important, this Memphis game and the way it started out, because they're about to get into SEC play, and Tennessee is going to come in and be that physical. They're going to be that team that they just saw in the FedEx Forum, and you need to be prepared for that to walk into it, or the same thing is going to happen, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: Tennessee's really good. It's going to be a high I'm hoping, thinking, praying this week that uh, Kermit had some really good practices and they got a new mindset. We'll see when they play Valpo Saturday. We'll see it. I think it's 2 o'clock on the SEC Network. And then they play, I think it's UCF, uh, Temple, uh, then the UNA. So there's several formidable teams there that give them a – Give them a run for the money. They could easily lose one of those if they don't play well. Uh, but I'm hoping. Hopefully, this week he get him a line. I hope McKinnis is back. He's got to give him a tough-minded, gritty lineup. They can play at home, which is easy to, you know, easy to do. That's, that's not a problem there. But when you go away, you got to feed off the crowd in the opposite way. you got to be tougher and meaner, and, and you can't take all this stuff, all the hacking. It's, I saw Lomax, the guy from Memphis. He was happy hacking and slapping Abram and some of them guys, and they didn't call anything. And uh, underneath the Andrea, he, he was he, – that Williams guy, he was pushing. And I know about that. He was – one time or two times he got caught, but he was pushing, and he got – I think he had what seventeen points, fourteen rebounds, and seven assists. So Williams nearly had a had a triple double. But a lot of that was during the momentum time. Later on, like like we said, Ole Miss came around. I was glad to see that. I'm glad we didn't give up. I was glad yeah. to see that. And and the SEC coming, like you said, Tennessee, those guys are well rounded. They they hit the transfer portal. They got guys that are tough, and it, it's going to be it'd be hard for us. But I believe if we we can really get tough on these next four games. And then uh I think we'll do well.
0: Yeah, and Kermit Davis, um, scheduling Valparaiso. I mean, he has to know there's scar tissue there, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was ninety eight, <laughs> I believe, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Drew uh, hit the shot at the end that beat us and I think it's the first round of the tournament. I like think they went on and uh, played in the sweet sixteen. But that was a it was a huge game in old old miss history, going to NCA and being ahead and uh And he comes down, they had a pass, and they passed to Bryce Drew, and he made that shot. It's still, they show it about every year on the uh, preliminary NCAA dance uh, videos, and it's kind of hard to see every year. But they they had a good team that year, and they'll have a good team this year. I saw where they were uh, three and six. I think they recently got beat by Murray State and uh, Belmont. So they're they're that type of team. That the MVP, uh, is it the Missouri? Yeah, MVC, Missouri Valley Conference, I'm sorry. They got several guys. They got that one guy inside. I saw Cricky. I think's his name. He had thirty-one and like eight or ten rebounds. So they got guys that can play. Probably not as many as we do, but they're going to give us a game. So hopefully uh, this week we're practicing the new mindset that we'll
0: do well. Yeah, they need to start tuning up and getting ready for SEC play because you're probably what three weeks away from that Tennessee game. Three weeks from yesterday, in fact, Um, because I think it's the twenty eighth that it starts. That's the same day that um, Ole Miss is in the Texas Bowl as well so that is also my anniversary so that is going to be a big day.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it's hard to say. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see how this goes but I've I, I followed Kermit enough and you know him from the middle Tennessee days. He knows what he needs to do now. that he's He's got the guys here. They're actually here. You saw the guys. They're capable. We saw them tournament uh, that they're capable of scoring. They're capable of uh, being tough and gritty but Against Memphis, the first 10, 15 minutes, it it didn't happen. And he tried and finally got them settled down. And hopefully he's got uh, maybe six or eight guys that can really put it together and we can handle the ACC. If they don't don't come forward, though, if they don't
0: get tough, some of these guys don't step up. It's going to be a long year. Absolutely. Tim Thomas, thank you. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by. Look forward to doing it again next week. Hopefully we're talking about some good stuff after the Valpo game and uh, after maybe the UCF game. And um, maybe there'll be like some some growth moving forward, man.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I, I really believe so. Let's support them the best we can. And I, I believe Kermit to have these kids ready.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Hotdy Toddy. Howdy, Toddy.